Hey, welcome back. Thank you for joining us for another uh, short cast. Uh, today, it is me and Mandy once again. Hi again. And today we are covering the fun Disney one, Encanto, which was released in 2021. Uh, Co-directors are Jared Bush, Byron Howard, and Cherise Castro-Smith. And of course, Production Studios as Walt Disney. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Uh, so we have just barely started the swing of award season, so this section will probably be a bit lacking and outdated very soon. But so far, they've had uh, several small noms and wins in uh, different festivals, um, and uh, they have won Best Motion Picture in the Animated category at the Golden Globes, uh, and the Academy's noms have not been officially listed yet, but they are on the short list for that. Um, so we are uh, expecting good things there. Yeah, because it, it's such a good movie. Oh, yeah. um, as far as box office, it had a budget estimated at about $50 million. Uh, Gross U.S. in Canada was about $92.6 million. Uh, its opening weekend for U.S. and Canada did about $27 million, which is awesome. And yeah. gross worldwide so far, it's already done $216 million. Yeah, and I just want to point out how rare it is that the gross worldwide be so much higher than the opening weekend U.S. and Canada for anything that comes out of Hollywood. Like, even yeah. a lot of foreign films still have a higher gross for us and canada so that that is really impressive um but i think that's partially because you know it it simultaneously released to uh disney uh plus yeah so i it they've definitely been showing higher average numbers for worldwide with that kind of release than they ever have with traditional box office um but that aside uh the actors for this, uh, we have Stephanie Beatriz as Mirabelle, uh, Maria Cecilia Botero as Abuela Alma, uh, John Leguizamo as Bruno, uh, Mauro Castillo, uh, or Castillo as Felix, Jessica Darrow as Luisa, uh, Angie Cepeda as Julieta, Carolina Gaitan as Peppa, Diane Guerrero as Isabella, Wilmer Valderrama as Augustin, Renzi Feliz as Camilo, Ravi Cabo Conyers as Antonio, and Adasa as Dolores. And just the basics of this movie for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, this is a movie about a young woman who is born into a magical family and basically just tries to make the best of her life without wielding a magical gift of her own like her family has. Um, and when tragedy strikes, she works to figure out what is happening to their family magic and gets swept up in a whirlwind of prophecy, generational trauma, and some empathetic healing. Yeah, um, so, you know, a lot going on in this movie uh, that is fantastic. Uh, but first off, the art and graphics are incredibly gorgeous, even down to, like, body hair and sand particles. It's insane. It's um, the, so beautiful. 
it is. Um, and like, you know, yeah, to, to some extent we expect that these days from Disney and, and Pixar, but like something about this film just like has taken it to another level. Uh, we were discussing before how like a lot of it reminds us of like the breakthroughs in Tangled with the Hair and Merida with the curly hair and Moana with the water and stuff like that. Like it, it just it feels like a, a step again. Um, but the lighting and the vibrant colors are mesmerizing. The textures of the landscapes and objects are so detailed and realistic. It's just visually very well done. Also, we both are hella jealous of Antonio's uh, tree room and want to live there with the animals. 100%. I, I, I would set up camp there and never leave. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, full on, just, yes, please, hello, I'm classing as a druid today. <laughs> <sighs> but, like, it's from general facial movements to choreography of the dances to, like, even the movements of the grass in the background. Like, Encanto, like, features mind-blowingly accurate physics and gorgeous detail aside from a couple of strange creative decisions. But, yeah. like, it's the physics, again, ha just come so far. I still can't get over seeing, like, body hair, like, neck hair and everything like that. Like, light yeah. body hair, as detailed as it was. And it's just, it's so beautiful. Exactly. And it's like, it, you know, you, you had to point it out for me because, like, it's not glaringly obvious. Like it, it just my my brain noticed it and was like, yeah, that's correct. That should be there. That that's accurate and moved on. And then like when you pointed it out, I was like, holy fuck! From a technical standpoint, is. that's incredible. Yeah, like I I just it, you pointed it out and I was like, what? No, surely my brain would have like cataloged that. And then I looked and I was like. Yeah, no, it did catalog that. It cataloged that as a natural human. What? <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's, you can see it all over. Like, during Louisa's song, when you see, like, you can see, like, on the back shots of her, you mm -hmm. can see the neck hairs up her back, and it looks natural. It's yeah. so cool. It is. It's just mind-blowing. I, I will be very upset if they are not at least nominated for CGI yeah. at the Academy. Um, but yeah, just amazing. And, you know, along that same line, uh, the butterflies scene with, uh, Abuela and Maribel, in addition to just being breathtakingly gorgeous, because it is, uh, it is pure visual catharsis. Like, something about the rise and swirl of those yellow insects wraps up the film's overtures of healing and forgiveness in a warm hug and transports you to a place where you think for a moment, maybe I can have that someday too. Regardless of how like realistic that hope is or not. Like it, it was a very beautiful scene. They had a lot of beautiful scenes. Or including oh, yeah. like the scene um with like the flowers and like yes. between her and uh, the sister whose name I cannot Yes, thank you between her and Isabella when they're doing their little bit of healing, mm -hmm. like the, the, the visuals of all those flowers and the petals. And oh yeah. And then the, the, the like, of all of it, it, it's 
beautiful. It's oh yeah, and it's it absolutely is, and it uh it honestly the um the plumes of like colorful dust coming out of them and like coating them. I want colored flower bombs. (laughs) Right, but that is so like it it for a moment it reminded me of the um the indian like day of colors and oh, all yeah, the nice. yeah i can see that yeah like it it and just the the colorful dust in the air looked so realistic it looked like pictures of it had good airflow it it yeah. worked naturally it was wonderful yeah um, but even aside from like our more technical like graphic detail like nerdiness, um, I love the music. I want to talk oh, about yeah. music. Like a lot of musicals, like especially animated ones, always tend to like focus on like the gorgeous, like perfect, like scenes and notes and like relaying emotion through the lyrics rather than voice. But like in Canto, it features like voice breaks and wavers and like wide ranges of tone and pitch so like you can truly feel like alongside the characters as they sing like it's it's some wonderful singing it's some wonderful oh, yeah. songs but like the lyric like it's Lin-Manuel Miranda like of course it was going to be good yeah yeah <laughs> and like it, it um you know it feels like a stage production or like Broadway where they actually emote through their singing um which again it's lin-manuel miranda so that does make some sense um but he wasn't the director so you know um but yeah along that line uh luisa's song in particular which has blown up on tiktok so you're probably very aware of it um is a wonderful like word vomit roller coaster of emotion um it begins with this, you know, stoic, deep, heavy-hitting denial of anything being wrong. But as Maribel continues to, like, be there and be supportive and ask questions, it slides into panicked admission and then leaps in occasional moments of fantastical optimism. The emotion is easy to follow despite its leaps and dives, and the technique required to maneuver through it, its range is absolutely present and impressive fantastic job jessica darrow like it that honestly that may be technically the most impressive song in the film for me at least it it was pretty great um i i love the song too and i again going back to the choreography and how the choreography plays into like the singing of that scene and you saying it feels like a stage production like it i i I, you're right yeah like it because it is like fully choreographed and it's choreography that like at one point while watching we both went this is an animated film and (laughs) that's real choreography this is very extra and i love it Mm -hmm. Uh, um another thing i liked though um was that there was actually no real villain in the story and that the story kind of like instead revolves around like the emotions and relationships between the characters and like emphasizes the importance of like healthy relationships and expectations like that whole wonderful mental health movie and Mm -hmm. very good representation 
like visually of relationships. Yeah. Like, like it's a creative storytelling. Yeah. The different forms they can take, how you should, you know, respond to tensions within relationships. It's it's fantastic. Like, Which that the, kind of the cracks in the house representing the cracks in the family. Mm-hmm. And like it's so it's well done. It's I yeah. love it. Which that seems to be what like Pixar has been focusing on lately is just like let's give you good mental health education tools <laughs> that are beautiful, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it another thing they, they handle really well, um, so far as like emotional or emotional stuff and, and mental health is the handling of masculinity. Um and, you know, especially how it reflects in, like, romantic relationships. Um, but that handling is is definitely top tier in this. Uh, Felix is obviously a very caring father and husband who's instilled great respect for the women of their family in his sons. Um, and, like, you can see that when Antonio asks uh, some of his animals to uh, keep Abuela's seat warm for her. And, like, Felix is constantly... Uh, doing something to take care of one of the women in the family um, without, you know, taking away from his strength. You know, he it it's absolutely fantastic. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, and I love that Dolores, uh, who has been pining over uh, the, the guy that Isabella almost married, for who knows how long, because they don't give us an actual, like, context with that. Um, but she still asserts that they take things slow when he finally notices her. Um, and I also just, I love his side of the breakdown of their proposal failing, because he's, like, he's crying about it. He's upset. And he's like, I just have so much love to give. But he's still represented as a strong masculine character and i just i love it it 10 out of 10 non-toxic fully wholesome masculinity for the win living for it uh, almost as much i as i was living for like the breaking down and healing of like generational trauma and like mm-hmm. empathy and compassion in this movie like it, it's it's so wonderful to see disney talking about how even though there's love there's not always a healthy boundary or relationship and sometimes you have to work through things and it was cool to see them show that Mm -hmm. Um, like that was the heart of this film and i love how each revelation involves maribel uh, understanding each family member much better than she did before and recognizing that there is more to understand about everybody and not just what you think you know about them at this point. Yeah, yeah. Because it, uh, you know, like you said, they they touch on how sometimes there aren't boundaries that need to be there, but I, I think it also showed that sometimes there are unhealthy boundaries that people have put up to protect themselves that are actually blocking themselves from everyone else. Um, and so this this movie definitely deals with both, and it's it's wonderful. Um, it's nice to see. It is. 
and this is this is a very small detail, but it's brought me serotonin each time I've watched the film, so mm. I have to mention it. Um, so I absolutely adore that the coffee kid from the first scene continues carrying around his coffee mug, but keeps to Maribel's uh, a, a admonishment of kids not having coffee. It's like, it's just this empty mug that he's carrying around for every other scene he's in. You can tell it's empty. Like, at one point, he has it just on his hand and not held like a regular mug. I love it. It's an absurdly tiny detail, but every time I see that coffee mug, it just, like... It's, it's a cute little thing. It's, it's a, a cute, cute little, little thing. Uh, there's just there's so much to love about this movie. There really is. I don't have a whole lot of complaints about it. Though yeah. I will say that as far as complaints about this movie, one major one that I do have that I kept bringing up every single time because, you know, I can accept and I understand that there is magic, but I have questions. Like the structural integrity of a bridge or a church that's just being carried and lifted by its side. How did it not collapse? Those were stones. That wasn't like one solid like bridge. That was like a little rock bridge. Like how did it not collapse? How did all the stones and everything set in place and stay structurally sound from being lifted from one place to another? Like how? The church? How? She just lifted it up from a corner. Again, I can roll with having, you know, super strength. But how did that church not collapse? How did it not yeah. affect the foundation? I have right. questions. Yeah. And like, you know, <laughs> she's she's in what, like her 20s approximately, maybe her 30s. And so like, you know, it it's not like those things were built with her strength in mind, you know. What the town's only been around for what fifty years, I believe yeah. they mentioned. So like that's only it's a fifty year old rock bridge or a fifty year old church. And again, I get that there's magic, but like that's yeah. the issue I have in the magic world is the structural integrity of. <laughs> yeah, because like you know, if she had telekinesis, <laughs> that would be one thing. Then her telekinesis is holding it all together while she moves. But no, this is just strength. This, this, is, this is you're not even properly balancing it like the church was like on its corner being held like it yeah. was not flat she was not carrying it from any like multiple angles like it was just all magically up on its side and then right back down like like yep. a plastic toy and and she's not setting it down gently either no she is not she just kind of dropped that down like even if the structure stayed semi-sound like how did windows not break like yeah i i have i have questions so many questions. So many. Uh, and then speaking of questions that are, you know, probably going to seem uh, kind of like petty, pedantic, whatever. But, okay. So we know because multiple scenes tell us this, that Maribel was the last door ceremony. Which means that she was the last person before Antonio to turn five years old. So that makes her the second youngest in the family. But Camilo seems younger than Maribel in appearance, voice, and maturity. And looking at the actors who play them, 
there's a 16-year difference between Stephanie Beatriz and Renzi Felice. Like, Renzi is definitely still a child. He was born in 97. <laughs> so, why and how was Maribel the last candle ceremony? Like, I just, it, that has bothered me for every watch through of the movie that I've done. I'm just like, but he's obviously younger. Like, why was she the last one? How does he have a door? It just, I, it shouldn't bother me as much as it does, but it does. It bothers me so much. It bothers me almost as much as like, you know, Dolores genuinely thinking that Bruno was rats talking in the walls because she heard him talking. She mentions that, and she's just like, well, yeah, I also hear the rats talking in the walls about the magic failing and the cracks in the house. And I'm like, why do you think those are actual rats? Why do you... And then when Bruno comes back at the end, she's just like, oh, that was him I was hearing. Yes, Dolores. Yes, that was Bruno you were hearing. You, you, you can't keep a simple secret of Oh hey. She she went into the uh in, into the forbidden room and found the prophecy and she's in it. But you can keep oh yeah, I hear voices in the walls. And they're talking about the magic failing, the and, and the stuff failing and it but I'm pretty sure it's rats. What the fuck, Dolores? What the fuck? The things you focus on. So it's little things. <laughs> And uh, there's only one more complaint that I really had. And it's not even really a complaint, but without subtitles, sometimes it was a little hard to understand what was being said due to the fast speech and like the words kind of blended together a little. So like for auditory processing issues, like this wasn't always the easiest movie to hear. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, that can easily be solved by throwing on subtitles if ours were not working for some reason. Um, but, you know, it, it was especially in that first song, the first song goes so quickly. Um, yeah. but, yeah, so, um, but, yeah, it, it, you know, all told, we don't have many, you know, many nitpicks about this movie um the couple that we do have we obviously feel strongly about but all in all they're silly details of just our stuff yeah exactly they're they're just they're just our they're brains not necessarily going necessarily actual no. complaints exactly <laughs> uh but you know is it is it a real accurate review if you have no bad points i don't think so is nothing in this world is perfect, but a lot of things are great, and this falls under great. Um, yes. But uh, anyway, if you want to get to know more about us or the company, you can check out JPS's links, Linktree, mine, uh, or Mandy's Linktree for a comprehensive and frequently updated list of our projects and social medias. Uh, they'll be in the description of this episode. In addition to social media, you'll be able to access the JPS Discord, our merch store, my coffee and public writing, and Mandy's social media. 
Um, and finally, if you're interested in tabletop gaming, uh, check out my Twitch channel for the Dual Party Kaikalius Academy campaign and the Isekai Besom campaign, both of which run on the weekends. And use code JPAGJPAG at IceCreamDice.com for 10% off all North American sales. Um, but with that, you guys have a fantastic rest of whatever uh, day you are listening to this on. And please, 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 you know, leave us comments, reach out to us, uh, let us know what you're thinking. We're trying out a few different things format-wise, and we'd love to know what you think. What do you like? What do you not? Is there stuff you want us to cover? Just let us know. We'd love to hear yeah. from you. Absolutely. Um, so with that, bye-bye. Until next time. Bye.